We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casino. Nothing else comes close. Now what? <laughs> That's a great start. Thank you. Now what? The rink is empty. It echoes in here It's now. really cold. It's freezing. Despite the fact it's almost 100 degrees or feels like it outside, and we have no more hockey on the immediate horizon. What now, Marty Baron? What are we today? July the 6th. Um, so we figured uh, no hockey for the rest of July, all of August, and most of September. So um, It's gotten so bad around here that I was just informed we're not even wanted on the air tomorrow. <laughs> we were told you're that no need for a show tomorrow. Uh, no, it's also because the whole crew is on... Uh, a week off, so oh, that's my. why we were not on MSG this week. That was why there is no one bills live after uh, our show. But uh, yeah, but it what listen, a day. what well, a day! First of all, because it's beautiful out. It has been beautiful for a few days. These prospects here, they change the weather around because when they were scheduled to do things like Monday night's uh, Bison's game, it was supposed to rain, and mm-hmm. Tuesday's 4th of July wasn't supposed to be nice. And now the prospect arrive on Sunday, and the weather changed, and they brought some, some light and some good weather and some buzz around. The, when I pulled up this morning at 8.30, 8.45, there was a line around the building, mm-hmm. the Lecom Harbor Center, to get into the parking ramp. There was, it was a packed house. It was great to see the fans here. And Sabretooth getting them going and the <laughs> Let's Go Buffalo chant. And um, it, was, it was a fun morning. It's been a fun development camp. And uh, the prospects definitely uh, put on a show, and it was great. So we had just enough players to field, field three teams, Team Perot, Team yes. Martin, Team Robert today, and three members of our content team. Can we call it that? Dunleavy, Ray, and Baker yes. guided you through the live stream this morning. And ultimately, the tournament started with a win for Team Martin, but concluded with a victory for Team Robert over... Team Perot, which had earned the automatic buy to the finals. So there were moments of success for all three squads, and we're uh, opening our one and only line of communication to you today. Okay, which is? At Sabres Live. Now, it still exists on Twitter, to my yes. knowledge. Yes. I don't know if we've opened up a Threads account. I don't care what to know. Threads? I don't it's care if we're up not. everywhere I'm today. I'm so tired. I, I, all apologies to everybody I know and love, but I don't really care if you're on threads, <laughs> and I re- really don't want to add another platform to our already saturated mobile phone existence that we live in. But regardless, 
our one and only line is open at Sabres Live on Twitter. So hit us up if you were here or watched on the live stream with some names that you thought jumped off the page today. Yes, it's three on three, but sometimes within those small play areas, three on three can just give you a glimpse of what a player can do, either creatively thinking a game through, finishing in a moment, or I think in the case of first rounder this year, Zach Benson, he showed a little bit of dogged determination between the blue lines to make sure he was able to flip plays back around and create a little bit of offense. And, and what you're going to get in three-on-three competition like this morning here at Harbor Center is the first few games are going to be more about the skills and the dipsy-doodle and the two-on-os and the breakaways. And um, so you're seeing a lot of that. Some guys really shine, like Jake Richard. Like he really shined. He had a lot of opportunity. Kisikoff shined in that setting. But then as the games got a little bit more competitive, because obviously you play your round-robin games, so there's three games, and then there's a semifinal and the final. So mm-hmm. games get a little bit more competitive, and that's when I felt Zach Benson shine. Like in the first couple of games for his team, which was, uh, I'm trying to see which team was he Team on. Robert, the team eventual Robert, yeah, champion. Yeah, the eventual yep. champion, yeah. So they didn't play the first game. He played game two and three, and it, he was just okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then... As soon as I got to the semifinal and it was like, oh, look at Zach Benson. Look at his extra work, ex- extra determination, extra, you know, um, effort to get to pucks. And he really shined. And then he did the same in the finals. Um, so that to me showed what he would be like in a five on five, highly competitive type of game. Really quick to pucks. Uh, he, he tried to do a little too much earlier and it didn't suit his game but really shined in the last couple of games. And that's why Team Robert won, because he really was in on pretty much every, everything defensively and offensively that that team did. How would you characterize his speed? Uh, explosive. Mm-hmm. Like very quick first strides. Like it's boom, boom. Now, in the setting three on three, you don't see the 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 full-length speed a whole lot because usually it's either in a breakaway and then you slow yourself down. Um, there's not a lot of neutral zone transition where you got to get speed. But what you're seeing is you get in around the net, you lose the puck. Are you getting close to the puck again? Are you taking three or four strides to close and get to the puck? And I thought explosiveness was really his thing. Now, I, when I looked at him, and he's, we saw him walking to, out to do media, right? And he had the big smile on everything is good. But when I saw him on the ice, I told you, Duffer, I said he'd be the type of player that I would completely lose my mind on and I would hate to play against. He's got the flow outside, the hockey hair, the hockey flow going. His visor is elevated on top of his helmet, a little bit like Leo Komarov. You know, like it's almost like he doesn't need a visor. It's elevated. He's got an arrogance to his game that I'm like... got to get out of here but he doesn't back down from any fight and that uh that's fun to watch so team robert capped it with a 5-4 win today zach benson Vilyami mariala mm-hmm. joel rakovich bernson victor noichev those were the four forwards they were the only team of the three that employed just four forwards the yes. other teams had six they had four defensemen nicholas savoie who recently signed with the emmerks Norwin Panoka, recently drafted, Nash Ninhus, and Nikita Novikov. Those were the four defense, and they were the only team that employed two goaltenders because there were four here, so that means one team had to have two. And they would change on the fly mid-game, Josh Fleming and Nathan Aries. So that's your group. 
that emerged victorious here in the championship today. We have seen some responses coming in on Twitter already as mm-hmm. far as star performances. Our superlative content creator, Jordan LaBarber, asked me in the media room after today's session, who was your star today? And I looked at him and I said, Nikita Novikov. Yeah, I, I, I have got him circled on my sheet. Yeah, Novikov was but, really but, good. But on their way to winning the quote-unquote championship, I would say early on, it was Ratkovich Bernson who stood yes. out the most. In fact, he scored twice late in their first victory to rescue victory from the jaws of defeat. Yes. And then Mariala really became involved. But I think if you're looking at kind of the great unknown still within the organizational depth pool, it's the Russians, right? And today we saw Noichev and Novikov, and yes, I know Kisikov played with the Amherst last year, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. Kisikov had a two-goal moment. Um, th- these three specifically, I thought, really shone in front of, a, again, another solid, uh, if not, well, it's hard to say close to capacity because they closed some of the sections off. But it was it was pretty packed in here today. It was nice. It was very packed. A lot of youngsters coming yeah, in to see the Sabres, kids. Uh, and, and their parents, and uh, it was fun. So, first of all, let's talk about Nikita Novikov, right? Um, very tall. Like, at 6'4", he looked lengthy to me. He's got a great stride. Uh, in three-on-three, you could see the offense from a defenseman that liked to jump on the rush. Um, he was he was really good. Bernson, uh, 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 you talked about... In game in the first game that Team White, Team Robert played, uh, they were playing Team Martin... And it was too too late in the game, and there's a minute left. So they were blow. They were they were like pushing the horn every minute. So it was a minute shift. Mm-hmm. You didn't change on the fly. After every minute, there would be the horn. Both teams changes, and you go. So there was about 40 seconds left, 30 seconds left, and I'm thinking, well, you know what? Team Robert has to pressure here. There, it's tied two two. They have to put some pressure, and Bertson came out of the zone on three-on-three, three, almost like a basketball player when the, the shot clock is running low, mm. and they back themselves out, like they give themselves more room to attack. And then he said, I'm calling game. And he attacked the triangle, and he got in and had a great shot, and that game ended up 3-2. They scored with like 15 seconds left. Game is over, and he did the same thing after a really nice effort from Benson in the semifinal to get the 2-1 victory and then they scored an empty net goal to make it 3-1 but mm-hmm. I really was impressed by uh, and and sometimes there's so many vowels in these names that <laughs> I'm having a you know so Bernson mm-hmm. um, he he had a great shot um, and I was very impressed by him yeah it was I just think that uh, the beauty of today was that it certainly was anything but a one-man show I thought each team I mean Ryan Johnson got involved offensively yes. on team Perot which was good to see Matt Lindgren had a couple of chances maybe didn't show the same spin moves from the blue line like he did last year unfortunately team Perot loses in the final but one of the goaltending performances of the day even though they end up losing 5-4 was T.J. Sempenfelter. I yeah. mean, he's an ASU guy. Um, was a Northeastern guy. Was a Northeastern guy, yeah. And and I thought, really, in the earlier games, he was a standout performer. But then 
so too was Ratzlaff as as his body of work progressed through the day as he was in in goal for Team Martin. So I thought Ratzlaff looked really good mm-hmm. and I like very composed, very under control. And these three on three situations not easy for a goaltender. You tend to chase, you, you tend to 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 over overcompensate at times, and he he was very under control. One thing that we don't talk about um, probably a lot at the NHL level because five on five or three on three lasts only five minutes. Whereas yeah. today you're seeing it in its entirety and it's, yes. it's repetitive, so to speak. It takes an awful lot for the goaltenders to stay engaged in the down low battles when you don't have any defensive support. Yeah. So when those scrambles happen, but then like you regroup and then it might happen again, it might happen again. Like I get it. This could happen in the NHL, but it's more likely to happen today in a, Lucy goosey three on three entirety you know tournament so i thought i thought that's where those two netminders and obviously full credit to fleming and airy for winning as well uh with team robert that to me is fascinating where guys can hold the post in a prone position and and just kind of extend plays and that's what they do right they get a glove on it they zip it up you know to their teammate and, and away they go in transition and and when you look at symptom filter um played at northeastern with devin levi looked a lot like devin levi a smaller type of goalie, very athletic, and that's why he stood out because he made a lot of acrobatic saves, a lot of uh, lateral movement saves, a lot of uh, like split saves, like very flexible. Um, so he definitely stood out. I thought all four goaltenders played well um, and stood out for different reasons. Uh, and and but it's also it's easy to either stand out in those type of settings, three on three, we're gonna get a lot of shots and mm-hmm. a lot of chances. It's also very easy to look bad because uh, at one point things can unravel very quickly. Um, but I thought the goalies did well. Um, I was I was impressed. Like you talk about Team Robert, um, you know Variala. That's uh, is that how you say? No, Villami. Villami. Mariala. Mariala. I say Variala. Mar- Just call them Jammies. That's, I think that's because it's J-A-M-I in his first name. Jamies? So. Jamies. Okay, Jamies. That'll be so, easy for you. Mariella, um, I, he stood out last year yes. when they did this. And again, well, he's I, a guy that was here in North America and then went back home right yes. back after time in the queue. So he'd be an interesting prospect to watch. But I do think he stood out last year mm-hmm. at, at development camp. He stood out again this year at development camp. Now, a lot of what the, the staff is looking to see is not just what they do on the ice, is how they conduct themselves off the ice. Who's taking leadership roles? Who's asking questions? Who's uh, um, on time? And, and that may be silly, but who's on time? Who's always having a smile? Who's who's gr- putting the group together and really including everybody? Those are all little things that they do, they they want to see and they want to do. So um, I thought he stood out. And another guy, local product, Matteo Constantini. Mm-hmm. He looked really good. Now this is an older player, college, and he's a little bit older. So you know, you put a 22, 23 year old on the ice with 18 and 19 year olds. Yeah, they may have a better step, but I, I thought he looked really good. Um, in in a couple of development camp now and uh, in training, you know, obviously he's going to college, so will not attend training camp. But mm-hmm. um, has looked good in a couple of development camp. From uh, you know, we had a couple of local kids now with Constantini and and uh, Gavin McCarthy looking good. Yeah, and you know, back to Mariala for a minute. I mean, he had a couple of seasons in the queue. Uh, one abbreviated, of course, due to COVID. But you know, upon returning to Finland this year, it wasn't. It wasn't just a, a big season for him, um, you know, with the U20, where he was, you know, 51 points in 32 games. Um, we don't 
it's obviously easier in junior, but we still don't talk a lot about huge numbers in those leagues. But then, for me, what's really encouraging is he goes to TPS in the main league and puts up four goals and nine points in 15 games. So sometimes, and I would dare say more often than not, you see zeros when the guys make – it doesn't really matter what European league it is. They just don't seem to get – the minutes, right? And so for Mariala, this seems like it's really working out perfectly from a two-year development path post-draft. And obviously he's on the reserve list, is yet to be signed. But just, uh, you know, if, if we're going to sit here and talk about talent that exists in various leagues and not just in Rochester, but boy, was it not... I mean, it was so easy to get excited about projecting the oh. Amherst season this morning. <laughs> Oh, it was like, kind of like last year. Last yeah, but year now it just seems like there's fun. bigger numbers, right? There's, there's going to be numbers. more bodies that are new to the experience but are also bringing a whole lot oh, of talent. Well, that's the same thing with Don Granado and the Sabre staff, right? right you're right. looking at next year and you're saying, oh, well, this is great because we're seeing the up-and-comers coming up, but it's going to also push some Rochester guys up a little bit faster. And obviously Don addressed the Jack Quinn situation this morning, who's going to be out until most likely – post-Thanksgiving, probably even the holiday break with a uh, um, Achilles tendon injury and surgery. So there's guys that are going to be able to step into that role. But you're right, it's fun to project Rochester. It has been fun to follow up on Rochester all season last year, actually the last two seasons, because you can see those prospects being in Buffalo very, very soon. And quickly, because as it is with most of our shows, there's always a ton of mistakes that get made, especially by... uh, me here, uh, Matteo Constantini. He is still twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually, I should, well, I should know that now. I will know. His birthday is not on my birthday, like Jake Richard is, mm-hmm. but it's the day after. It's August sixteenth. So from now on, I will know that Jake Richard's on August fifteenth, and that Matteo Constantini is on August sixteenth. He mm-hmm. will be twenty-one yes. this summer. Yes, and uh, expected to be playing at Western Michigan this yes. year. So that'll After be a new development. Yeah. So just to put a bow on what you were saying about the Amherst, I mean, these are in no particular order. So this this might actually be better this way because, A, it's going to fuel people to argue right away. <laughs> but, like, hypothetically, the lineup could be Cedarquist with Kozak and Nadeau, who was out here today. Who scored a goal, the first goal of the tournament this morning. Murray, Byro, Mersch. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very possible. You might have that veteran trio back together. Weisbach, Kulik, Rosean. Okay, so that's, where, that's why you put him a little later in your depth chart, because you want people to forget about N- the fact that you put Kulik there, and he's not in Buffalo to start the season. Noichev, Richards, um, who Richards was just recently... Signed. Is that right? Where where am I getting that from? Why am I why am I blanking on that? I don't know. That's not Richard. No, That's it's a not Richard. Player. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'll have to go back to that one. <laughs> why was I thinking that? Uh and Rusek and Kisikov and Fiddler Schultz, and you still have, like to be determined, does Malone come back? Does yeah. Brendan Warren come back? Does Mason Yops come back? I'm really wondering why I wrote Richards here. This is really funny. Um, but you have Johnson and Prow and Davies and Sikoni and Novikov and Metza and Jandrick yeah. and potentially Kale Clegg and Nick Savoie, who, who made his you know debut in three-on-three here for the Sabres today. So this is this is interesting. Like, this is it's a lot. And we're, 
Marty, it's almost like it's almost like I was gonna say it's <laughs> almost like too much. It's almost like too many. And then at some point, this is what I think the Buffalo Sabers and Kevin Adams and his hockey department are trying to build. They want a lot of really good, talented players that could make the Buffalo Sabers a cup contending team in the future. Mm-hmm. But if you're not part of that group that they are going to be moving forward with, they want still talented player. Why? Because they want to win a Calder Cup in Rochester. Why? Because they may want to trade for somebody at the deadline. And to be able to trade, you need to, to have currency. And currency isn't always draft pick, and it's not always players, but it's also prospect. Do you have the type of prospects that will make a deal come down? And that is the big thing. So did you find yeah. it? It was Justin. It was another. Justin I knew. Richard. I knew. See, I knew it wasn't uh, Fiddler Schultz because we we added Fiddler Schultz and we added Savoie on the same day. But we also the, Richards is actually the reason why I put him on the fourth line. It's funny how I'm blanking, but we talked like an hour ago before we got on the air yeah. about just how our brains are mush right now. Richards, Justin Richards, added from the Columbus organization. And he was oh, an yeah. annoyance against the Amherst last year. He had 39 points uh, in 61 games. But just just phrasing it that way, like if he is if he's your fourth line center, this team is really deep. Yes. And and so you you've already started rounding out the Amherst. I mean, we're barely into free agency. A lot, and and there will obviously be more AHL slash ECHL contracts that get signed. Um, but the Amherst have a lot of players already, you know, in line to fill out that group. It's I think it's super exciting. I think um I, I think I think they have got even with still unknowns with guys who were there last year and or in previous years, I think they have a tremendous amount of depth in all forward positions right now. And obviously the blue line speaks for itself. Like the the fact that you've got at least eight at least eight super capable AHLers at the moment without even tinkering with, you know, the, the signings that are going to happen over the next month. It's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. A lot of people would say, though, uh, it all comes down to goaltending. In both what the Sabres are going to do and what the yeah. Rochester Americans are going to do. True. You know, because right now the way that it's lining up would be uh, obviously a mixture of Eric Comrie, Oko Pekka Lukanen, and Devin Levi, mostly in Buffalo. And with Dustin Tokarski and um, who did they sign Duffer, the other goal? Cooley. Cooley. Yes, Cooley. Devin the, Cooley. Devin Cooley. So, so there's five guys right there, but, but it still comes down to are, do you have – what it takes and and don't tell me like oh okay well Aiden Hill was the fifth goalie in the chart uh, depth chart of the biggest goal he was not he was a 2.1 million dollar backup last year mm-hmm. he was an established NHL goaltender above average uh you know and when you look at paid goaltender uh when it looked to backups uh, anyway and and got the job done on a team that was really good defensively but still got the job done so um I'm not saying that the Sabres are where Vegas are right now when you look at their defensive structure, especially Mm -hmm. their group of six defensemen. So you're going to need uh, an above-average performance, definitely from a number one goaltender in Buffalo, and probably an above-average performance from a goaltender in Rochester as well. Because it doesn't matter how good your group of forwards is or how good your group of defense is. You need somebody that can 
get the job done in the crease. And both in Buffalo and Rochester, that is going to be very important. Well, you certainly know what you have in Tokarski um, for yes. Rochester. And yes. I think it, it's definitely fair to say that about Cooley, which is why they brought him in. Here's a kid that earned the last number of games in the conference final for Milwaukee this year. Um, simply because of how good he was throughout the year, and you're up against internally a number one prospect in Askarov, and Cooley was able to get games at the end to try to extend their season. They ultimately lost to Coachella Valley, but he was very good. So, um, you know, and just backtracking it to today in development camp, yes. and if you were here this morning at Sabres Live, hit us up on players that caught your eye. Uh, Richard, Novikov, Benson, Novikov, Noichev, Richard, Benson, Novikov, these are, it's a bit of a pattern, and I think that's just the tip of it today. I, I thought, um, you know, is there, are there others worthy Wahlberg of... Wahlberg was one that I... Wow, Wahlberg had a beautiful listen, goal, and... I was impressed with his length. Yes. Look, I, this is uh, Wahlberg. He is a 18-year-old and just turned 18 on July 4th, so mm -hmm. a couple of days ago. Uh, very young, but very tall, very lengthy. Very strong for a guy. A lot of time, and you know, when you grow that fast, and you're 17, and you're a, a six foot three, 190 pound guy, you can mm -hmm. be a little bemby like on the ice. I didn't see that out Wahlberg. I felt like his length, his reach, uh, was uh, a prototypical type of guy that I could see in the NHL. I could see that size, that body in the NHL. So I was, I was impressed with Wahlberg. Again, this is another guy that. You know, we'll play at the SHL and the Swedish Elite League next year. So he's, uh, he's yeah. going to be another one of those guys, potentially, that has the same kind of narrative attached to him as J.J. Paterka. Yes. They saw him as a first rounder. They got him on day two. He ended up scoring what turned out to be the final goal for Team Martin today. It opened the semifinal scoring. They had a one nothing lead. They ultimately lost 3-1. to one. But there was a lot to exactly what you just described. Those are the attributes that stand out for Wahlberg. Now, and, uh, they, uh, we, we remember when the Sabres picked J.J. Paterka, they tried to get back into the first round and pick Paterka. Mm -hmm. um, th that didn't happen, and Paterka dropped to them after making a deal in the early second round to be able to get him. Uh, now, the word was at the draft that the Sabres tried to get back in the first round to pick mm -hmm. Anton Wahlberg. And that is why it was very, um, uh, I, I don't want to call it luck, but maybe fate, maybe mm -hmm. the fact that the Sabres were able to still select the player they wanted later uh, and not have to trade back into the first round. But I was very impressed with him. Even though, look, his team, uh, you know, did not win. Well, they lost the final. They lost, they lost the, the final. Sorry. And, no, sorry. They no, lost the semifinal. The semi. It was 3-1. It was actually 2-1. Benson barely put it over the line for the empty net. He didn't, he didn't actually want, he, he did yes. not want to score <laughs> into the empty net and actually just touched it across the line. But yeah, I mean, uh, all the games were, were extremely close and competitive today. And I thought Wahlberg really showed well in his first look here. Is it just me? But I, I write down my notes in team white, team blue, team gold, right? Mm -hmm. And I can picture the players, but I have zero, um, aptitude or understanding of which one was Perot, 
Robert or yeah. Martin. It's like because I all I I need to start writing the teams by their actually team names, but then I don't know which team's on the ice because it's team blue, it's team gold, it's team white. So that's that. I, I get confused when I know, go back to look at my sheet and I'm like, oh, which one was team Martin again? Now I did write it next to it, so I should be you know, familiar with they were team blue. But good, good news is you can hit pause on your confusion in about 28 minutes and you can do so for the entirety of the weekend because we are not on tomorrow for Sabres Live. The entirety Live. of the summer, I will hit pause in <laughs> oh, the confusion. Don't, don't scare me like that. I don't want to be alone for the rest of the summer. But uh, No, you won't. We will be back right after this. Would love your input on what you saw from development camp, especially the three-on-three uh, tournament today that was won by Team Robert by a 5-4 score. It was a lot of fun here at Harbor Center. We're back after this on Sabres Live. WGR Sports Radio 550. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.